What's up, y'all? We've got a short little episode today with Sterling Cox from Spectre Call Center. So we've been meaning to get them on because they're doing some cool things over there. Um, they acquired and, and got into this industry a few years back and took over a call center, merged with another. And uh, they're one of the few independent ones that I know of that are still out there. So I wanted to give them a little airtime. One, because I think he's a, he's a good dude trying to run a good business. Um but he also educates a little on who call centers are for, who they're not for. So it's not exclusively a sales pitch for them, but just, you know, I ask him a little of what trends he's seeing out there with the calls they're getting inbound, um, you know, home buyers temperature on price sensitivity, volume, things like that. Um, and then we talk a little bit about why the compensation for call center reps matters a ton for your business, if you're considering a call center, um, again, they're not for everyone, not not sitting here saying everyone needs a call center or everyone doesn't, just like giving perspectives and um, letting people speak their piece and talk about um, why they are a thing in our industry, because they certainly are. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Another heads up, we are doing a webinar. I'm doing a webinar a week from today. So that's May 18th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm going to put the link to register in here, but the topic is how to connect with agents using social media to grow and maintain relationships. So this is more for new inspectors, first year inspectors, or experienced inspectors that wanted to gobble up market share. So to me, social each month, I'm hearing success stories of people utilizing social to win. And I don't think there's a good playbook out there. I've done, you know, 100 plus episodes of the podcast and heard lots of great stories of how people are using it. I'm trying to distill that down for you guys in a webinar and, and give you a little bit of, um, you know, a, some steps to take to create these habits so you guys can keep finding these agents because I keep encouraging everyone because every every time I see someone cancel or drop out of the industry, they say market conditions or they say slow market. Don't let that be the reason. I think this is a, a, a market that is going to benefit the aggressors, the ones that go out and get the business, the ones that go out and find the relationships, because they will not come to you in this environment. Um, this is a year where the go-getters are growing and winning agents over, winning relationships, getting jobs. And the ones that are sitting back thinking it just happens to them are falling out of the business. And I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that to happen to anybody. So um join join the webinar i'll put the link in the description um or right into our chat bubble and they can they can send you the link as well and we'll be sending out some emails over the next couple of days so you guys can get registered all right enjoy the conversation cool all right welcome everybody another episode of spectator spotlight we have sterling cox here um we've known each other for years now so thank you for for doing this i we've, we've had trouble connecting uh the dots with each other lately because we've both been pretty busy but glad we finally got to catch up we were chatting a little bit before but um welcome man thanks for taking time to chat i'd love for you to just introduce yourself to everyone first of all because um we were just talking beforehand and it's like i don't think call centers are um, promoted enough they're not talked about enough out there and so um we've been friendly for years but yeah just give us the rundown on kind of where you're at with the business um because a lot of people might not know you yeah um well so so we um our, our company is called um inspector call center um uh, somewhat original name we uh we my 
business partner and I uh, stumbled into the industry um, about four years ago, basically, and and, and got going. Uh, we, um, well, one kind of thing, the home inspection industry is a, is a key part of the American system and it's going to uh, kind of be, be here forever, provides a very valuable service, even though it's not technically a requirement, but certainly it's, it's going to be, be here forever. And two, um, Sort of for us, it's a it's an interesting industry just because it's a it's a it's half transactional, but half relationship based basically, and and, and yep. so there's a, there, there's a, there's an interesting combination of sort of data and technology where you need to make sure that you're able to sort of be hyper effective, and, and in our world, it's you know pick up those phone calls as quickly as possible, but also analyze data and see you know our marketing strategy is working, is are you getting callbacks from your campaigns and things like that, and then at the same time, it's it is a human to human business. And so our job is to build relationships with the agents and the buyers. But um, but so so we um so so my business partner and I've been been here for about coming on four years. We we acquired uh, an existing call center that was called Personalized Answering and Scheduling Services. Uh with the domain was wescheduler.com that um Tom and Lois Roscoe had started um back in 2005. And then yep. we had 25 or so home inspectors when we when we bought them all on ISN uh, we, we uh, they, they, they hadn't sort of integrated with Spectora before um, last summer we we acquired um, Inspector Call Center um, and, and merged the two companies together basically and were, were um, under the Inspector Call Center brand right now um, so I guess sort of uh, have a lot of people who've been in the industry for a while but technically we've been at this for the last three years or so we have about a hundred um 100 home inspection companies we represent multi-inspectors and, and single inspectors um but we're still sort of a feel like an early stage company a few few years behind you guys but uh but but trying to you know trying to i guess sort of hate the word call center but we try and represent the inspectors and we know how hard the inspectors and, and everyone's working out there we we have a phenomenal team of about 30 people who are you know in, in different parts of the country to cover different time zones um but that are all hyper incentivized and motivated and really care about the inspectors and, and are very aware that every single booking that we make or the survival of our inspectors is what we do directly impacts their ability to you know have a business and provide a living for their families. Beautiful, beautiful. So just for context, everybody, I when when we connected, I thought it was refreshing. You know, you guys came from outside the industry, which I want to I want to ask you why, why this industry and kind of what you've learned from it. But yeah, so ICC and PASS, as some people, the OGs listening probably know PASS from, from many years ago, um, and merged together. And I think you, I remember when we first connected, it was kind of refreshing because you weren't jaded necessarily by everything that had happened in the past in the home inspection industry. You had a fresh perspective. And I think all industries, especially ours, can benefit from fresh perspectives that come from the outside. But um, yeah, how how and why did you stumble kind of in this industry, if you don't mind sharing, just like, what that looked yeah, like. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, so, so, yeah, and we, so, I mean, my, my dad was a contractor and so sort of, I grew up a little bit in the, in the sort of more just general construction field. My, my previous business was nothing to do with the home inspection industry, but we were a sales organization. Um, I guess it was, it was interesting just sort of looking, you know, we, we, um, I like the, I guess, hate the call center word, but sort of a, it's a, 
we have to constantly be out there finding the best people. We we have uh, sharing before it's a we're very low turnover, but we're growing. We're having to you know always hire people and deal with people problems, and uh, and and, uh, and 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 it's hard sort of keeping people engaged. I I find that sort of interesting. And my business partner, his his company was a software company for call centers, so we have a knowledge base, I guess, around the, okay. the call center industry or sort of how to, you know, because because you've got to, you've got to schedule correctly. That's half the challenge is if you have too many people sitting around, you lose money or it's super expensive for your clients. Or if you have too few people, then calls get dropped. It's actually surprisingly complicated to actually get to, to run it effectively. Um, but I, when we were looking, uh, I guess, sort of the, the, the home inspection industry had a, I mean, I, I come back to what we were saying, it was sort of, Certainly, how the setup was of both paths, and I, and I guess ACC is the same way. We get paid on a success basis, which is every time we book an inspection, we get paid. That's how the inspectors get paid, and so, which is very different than a lot of industries. A lot of industries, like hey, you're an electrician, you're coming in for smaller jobs. In this case, it's like hey, there's there is an inspection. It's a major milestone in the in the you know life cycle of the the homeowner, but then they move on and they're done. Versus you've got a plumber, you're building a relationship for long term or things like that. So it's a um, so, so we didn't have a necessarily a hugely, Hey, we, we think we can change everything in the home inspection industry, but certainly the, the model was like, Hey, there's a, there's a success basis for us was, was kind of the starting point. And most importantly, just cause, um, I mentioned it before, but our whole system is now we pay people on a success basis. So every single person on the phone gets paid every single week based on how many inspections they book. And so there was a, that's where the transactional thing for us comes in, um, to be helpful just because. We know how many inspections we booked. We can pay people based on that, basically. And so, um, surprisingly, there's not that many industries that are there. So there, there wasn't. I wish we sort of been like, ah, oh, we had some uh, amazing outside love for the home inspection industry. That wasn't at all the case. It's sort of uh, we sort of stumbled into it more than anything else. I um, equally, I'd say, uh, I get made a lot of fun of by people being like, "What are you doing in this home inspection industry?" And now I'm sort of sufficiently stubborn. I was like, spoken in 20 years time i think there'll always be a there's always a there's a there's always going to be a need and uh, and certainly um, I, you see more than uh, than than we've seen but uh, but it's sort of a it's a fascinating industry i i i am still baffled by the amount of uh, um sorry words of into politics and sides and who's in love with who and sort of gossip around certain things that's only for us we we try and play someone neutral and be like, here's what we can do and can't do. But I, I, I never, never, the question wasn't this, but sort of what has surprised me since being in the industry is quite how much sort of internal uh, gossip and, and fighting there is surprising me, which um, I guess every industry has equally, I think sort of last few years have proven that it's like, it's a pretty, it can get pretty ugly. And I think there's a, uh, I think everyone would be better served if we kind of had everyone getting along and be like, how do you make the whole home inspection industry, you know, succeed as a whole versus in fighting necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I laugh because I, you know, anyone listening that's been in the industry and knows we've been in it for a while. It's like, yeah, it's like, there's like, you would think religious wars over features and <laughs> softwares and, um, you know, right now the current thing is payment processing, you know, we're making changes with that, that people, some people aren't happy with. And so, you know, it's like everyone, yeah, of course, is entitled to their opinions. And it's like social media is my problem where I think the dialogue 
gets ugly and short. Everyone tries to condense nuanced opinions down into 140 characters or 300 characters or whatever. And then it leads to ugliness. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll debate anything with anyone if you're going to come at it with thoughtfulness and be respectful and treat me like a professional. Cool. I'll hear your opinion all day. I'll get on the phone with you anytime. But uh, yeah, there's e even this episode, I'm sure will stir up some debates on call centers and some love, hate, this and that. But you said you glossed over two things I think are really important. You said you guys have like virtually no turnover over the last couple of years. That's really important right now because there are call centers out there that are experiencing high turnover and it's impacting our clients and, and our mutual clients. And so I want to highlight that. So like anyone that is with a call center thinking about it, like turnover matters because you get a fresh person on your team or pod every couple of months. That's a problem because they don't know your business. They don't know your add-ons. They don't know the tone and voice of your company. So I like that you, you said that because um, turnover is big right now because there's been a few acquisitions that everyone's, I think, well aware of in our industry that have resulted in turnover. And then two, you said the way they're compensated. So you said basically they're they're fully compensated on if they book the inspection, right? And I think that's music to inspectors' ears. Like how has that been a successful kind of model? Um I mean on, on your first one on turnover, I guess I um and I, I think that's a for me it's I think anyone, I think the multi-inspector firms would agree or sort of, I think it's impossible to build any business with high turnover, your cost of recruiting, your cost of training, your custom impact is historically call centers, just as a general bucket, it's not necessarily the home inspection industry just had very high turnover, mainly because it's like, it's not a high paid job. It's not sort of seen as particularly exciting for a lot of people. It's like, that's just do it. But I, I guess so we came into it with our eyes wide open on it. And so, so, um, you know, have designed everything to try and create a really cool, positive, collaborative work environment that people love working here. And we hire people who are, you know, in it for the long run. We have career paths, basically. So we don't, even though, so, you know, we, we don't pay fortunes to people. We can't afford to, to provide a, a fair costing service, but, but we invest a lot on the sort of team building culture, uh, you know, career paths. And, and, and it's cool sort of seeing even though everyone's fully virtual how over teams and then video, they can actually build really good friendships and, and things like that. And I think that's like, I, 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 we're very fortunate that sort of, you know, that, that part, that part is working at, but I, I think it's, so certainly in the call center industry, we're more exposed to it than typical companies because right. it's right. just the nature of the work can feel repetitive. Equally, it's a death sentence and since far as I'm concerned for any company. And so we're, 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 we're just, we work on it every day. Um, on, on, the, on the compensation side, I guess, I mean, um, I don't know, I, 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 we, we um, we're business, so we're trying to make money on it equally. Um, we don't like having arguments and we sort of want, want to be very transparent and we want to know how we get paid as a company and, and we want to make sure that same for everyone on our team, like we don't want to be rowing against them. We don't want to be rowing against a, the company. And so we need to make sure that we're all incentivized and and, and um, a lot of call centers that would typically just pay people by the hour, which is how most people are used to being paid, um, which is how it used to be in the companies that we bought. We, it was a lot of work to actually shift over um but uh, i don't know uh, I, 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 we, had, we had a new demo or new client signing up last week and we had a, one of our one of the 
one of the reps on the phone. I had him join in the meeting and the inspector was like, I want to not talk to you. I want to talk to the person who's actually going to be talking on it. Like, how do you handle these situations? How do you go and, you know, how do you go and, uh, you know, talk to an agent about an upsell program, basically. So, because our people get paid on an upsell basis because there's high margin in, in, in it for sure. the inspectors. But how do you deal with a situation where it's, you know, it's not the buyer, it's the agent calling in, he doesn't have authority to go and get the upsell. And, and we didn't technically have a script of exactly how it works. And so he's like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the person who's, who's actually doing it. And he's like, well, you know, call up the person afterwards, introduce this. And it's really cool sort of seeing because he gets to make, you know, we charge. I think it's $8 per upsell. He gets $5 of that. And so it's like, I'm going to spend five. I'm going to spend the time doing this thing. And, you know, we have to be careful that they're not overselling or kind of selling things that they're not supposed to on certain homes or things like that. So there are some downsides to the model. Equally, we, um, my, I don't want to be fighting on being like, hey, did you do everything you could to try and win that inspection, basically? I mean, that's how we get paid as a company. If we don't get those, we don't get paid. Equally, it's sort of, that's a livelihood and, and, our job is to make sure that we kind of highlight the differentiators of our of our clients. But no, we've got a, we've got a really cool cool team of people, and and the, the incentive model is one that's a, that it is a differentiator, as a, a pain in the butt to do because most people don't want to work on a commission only basis. Sure. They need to make sure that they have enough flow, they know what they're doing, and so we we've, we've gotten that now working. Um, but but it's cool. We have spot incentives, people who can close the most, they get higher rewards, and things like that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it aligns incentives, which again is hard sometimes, but, but works who, who, in your opinion, are call centers, not a good fit for, like, I think it's important to like disqualify anyone listening that thinks it might be for them. Like, what have you seen not work well? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, uh, I guess a few groups, I think when you're, when you're starting up, you got a sort of decision to make. And I think it's maybe there's there's maybe 20% of people who are starting up should consider a call center. A lot of people probably shouldn't. It's, it's, you've got to, technically we could help you, but if you don't know the, the certain aspects of getting to build the relationships with the agents and things like that, if you're in a franchise or in a different group, it might be a little different where you get some support. But if you're starting by yourself, the cost, and, and the sort of separation from some of your agents may not make sense. So, so for certainly early stage uh, companies, it's there. Equally, or sort of, you know, we work with some extremely large um, inspection groups, um, and for them, what we do is we do overflow. So they will have their own internal call center. And if I was, you know, running a RA or one of the giant groups, it's they have their own internal call centers. That is the best model for them because you have such specific requirements of how you need everything handling. And so we, the, the best we can do is kind of support from an overflow standpoint. So I'd say if you've got a you know, 50 person plus inspection group, where you, where you probably do want to build your own in-house, if you're starting off or you, you're there, it's, it's, it can be expensive. Um, I think if 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 um, they say if you're not planning on investing in trying to grow your inspection business in the sense of not because because we've got a lot half of our clients are single inspectors. Um, so and 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 we provide I think a phenomenal service for them. Equally, they are out there proactively doing things and building relationships, et cetera, or they've established it enough that there's flow to justify it. Um, people who are, hey, this is a part-time job. I'm 
fireman here and I'm part-time home inspector and it kind of works. I, we, we struggle because they, they just don't have the same availability, et cetera. So I'd say, um, you know, we, we, we support, you know, single multi-inspectors, but this has to be kind of your main, you know, you've got to, you've got to have enough kind of, A, you've got to be fully on this and believing this is what you're going to do, not a side project. And then B, that you've got enough of the, pieces already moving that you can we can be a real leverage to you if that makes sense and we track a lot of things with the agents and building agent relationships but if it's your first ever inspection it's hard to justify um or so we, we have some who straight off the gate off the gate have, have, have used us i've found the ones who work it's like sometimes they sold an inspection company before they relocated across the country i'm starting again i know exactly what i'm i want and i'm doing but um other than that, I think if you're starting off, I, I I don't know, I think you're better off probably saving the money and kind of going and getting some things going to start with, just because uh, it's 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 hard when you're when you're starting up. So, yeah, I agree. You have more time than money when you're starting off usually, and time is probably best spent building relationships. Um, but the inspector that's doing thirty, fifty a month. Oh, those are, no, no, those are no brainers. As in, like then they've got to decide. So, so then it's a question of. Um, I guess there's some people who or, or other categories are certainly if you need everything done a very specific way. So part of you know, and I think we're unique on that is you've got to have some standards basically if you're going to provide it to multiple companies where you've got to have a you know we have one we found a call flow that works where we convert the maximum number of appointments basically from it. So we have to have everyone follow that same call flow. So we can't say some completely different spiel we allow every single client to customize you know what we're saying throughout that but we have one one flow and so um and, and there are some inspectors it's like hey i i don't know i need i'm trying to think of a, an example but there's, there's some situations where it's like hey i'd rather have my spouse or, or i'm going to hire a full-time person in-house because i can use them to do 12 other things basically for you we you know our job is to answer the phones make sure you know we book everything that comes through um so i guess if uh if your business model you're planning on sort of making the call piece you know 20 percent of someone's job and you can see a really good use of like 80 percent of all the other things they're doing then there we've seen some some companies do that equally it's be surprised the number of times where it's like that person goes off on vacation or in the restroom or whatever it is or monday mornings you know we get multiple calls coming in at once and you know that's when the that's when the money's made basically um but I'd say, I'd say certainly the when you're starting off, it's a it's a it's a high bar to sort of justify. And then and, and but but if you've got you know if you've got as long as you're doing at least twenty inspections a month, then you should at least consider it. Cool, good to know. Yeah, it's good to have just like a solid like or, or a number a, a guidepost at least. What is the current environment and market? How is that impacting you guys? Are conversion rates down? What what trends are you? hearing from your people in terms of how agents and clients are viewing home inspections or volume wise what are you seeing out there um it's ugly <laughs> uh although i feel like it's been kind of shitty the last few years to be honest so we, we we've grown as a company equally so so 
phone call wise on a like for like basis, Q1 2023 was down about 25% versus Q1 2022, which was a big drop off already. And 22 was not considered to be a good year. And, uh, and, and, and versus 19, we're probably still 50% down sure. um, as, a, as a sort of industry. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a, we, we, we're in the same flow. We get paid on an inspection basis. Our, our overall per, inspect, per inspector count is, is, is down, unfortunately. And, and so everyone sees a, well, there's no secret as to, to why it's kind of a mess out there. Um, equally, I, 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 you know, we're, we're um, I, I hope for sort of what we're starting to see, certainly in the last few weeks, some interesting signs of like things do seem busier. Like Q2 last year was flat on Q1 last year, which we which we were surprised about. Typically Q2 is a big pickup. Right. 2020, 2020 with COVID, April was nothing. May picked up. June and July were gangbusters. And then 21 was was crazy. And then 22 was a shortage of homes still on that, which which still happens. Um it's interesting there's a there's a I don't know maybe it's just because people are incentivized on the booking and i think a lot of people are worried like is there much price sensitivity in the market we've not seen any price sensitivity it's like they're either looking for an inspection or they're not and uh and and um we um you know i guess sort of constantly track why people might cancel or might not might not book but suddenly right now there's no um no issues of availability or, or servicing or things like that um but uh but but I don't know, so it's only in the last couple of weeks we've been positively surprised with like an uptick in volume. Don't want to get sort of overly excited that sort of hey, we're back to sort of a, a nice sort of spring because the rates are rates are still high. Um, but then it's better than or let me put it this way, it was it was scary or frustrating two years ago when people were calling in, canceling them because they were being outbid the whole time or everyone's right. waiving inspections. I don't think that's good for the industry. Um right. We uh we do we do think or oh, oh, let me put it this way I I I'm I'm proud of you know or oh, 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 feel like we we are adding a bunch of value where you know these, these home buyers they are out there and they feel um you know it is a nervous process and then suddenly you know what we tell our inspectors in their marketing material is like you're you're in there you're not buying a five hundred thousand dollar house you're getting a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage the bank owns your house you owe four hundred thousand dollars to the house and if you do pay that off then you own the house but you don't actually own the house and uh, and 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 then so make sure you know what you're buying and then so suddenly we've seen compared to last year a lot more you know they know they need it, if that makes sense. Whereas last year we were getting shoppers being like, "Hey, do I need an inspection?" was a question we were getting last year. Interesting. Uh, we, and then and it's not a requirement, obviously, in in in, in any states, although some states obviously license, but there's no requirement to get a home inspection. So we're getting a lot more of those questions now. There's none of those. Um, so, um, but no, I think I, 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 our, our view is a sort of every single interaction you have, and it can be uh, someone who's calling in, you know, from a year ago with some question on their report is uh, one of the top inspectors we represent, you know, they look at that as an opportunity to keep building relationships, to keep wowing them, and, you know, it'll come back eventually. It'll be that one sort of over and above thing you did that in 2024, 2025, suddenly, you know, hey, that agent came back up or whatever it was. So, um but uh, yeah, no, I'd say data we see or kind of customer feedback is or 
everyone keeps thinking price is an issue. I just, we don't see that at all. We never really have. Um, you've got to differentiate yourself in terms of explaining the service that you're doing. But generally what we found is like the professionalism and access are the two biggest things that they care about. It's like they want to make sure they can speak to the inspector, they can get their questions answered on their reports. And 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 and, and so 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 that's that hasn't changed. Um Certainly, volumes have been a lot lower than what we were expecting, and, and but hoping to see them pick up. And 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 certainly, there's no people know they need the inspection. And my hope is certainly that um, 2021, 2022, there's going to be a bunch of people who got burned to board houses without getting home inspections done. And uh, and there's going to be some uh, realtors with egg on their face. And it's like, hey, it's not my money anyway. So let's make sure we always recommend it. And and um, we have seen some interest or some some some. And again, it's very dependent on parts of the country some parts of the country are doing well and and and, and less well and we've seen some interesting <clears throat> i don't know interested in your take on it i i feel like there's a missed opportunity for inspectors to capitalize more than just on like hey um pay me 400 dollars and give you this sort of report on your house i know there's lots of inspectors who are trying you know staying in touch with them afterwards helping with you know follow-ups once they bought the homes are there other things sort of going on but um all you know doing inspections at the 11 month on the new property construction um but i i, I feel like there's uh there's a lot more value that's sort of well, there's so much work done and almost not that much value conveyed other than like checking the box you've got a home inspection uh unfortunately but i don't know if you have any other ideas on that I have lots of ideas on this. I've had many conversations about this, um, you know, with some inspectors. Other than selling the data to people we don't want to Other than, deal yeah, with and uh, yeah. letting them do it. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's, you're, you're going through and doing all that for the, and I, I remember when we bought our house, I got a report and we got a discount basically as the roof was all, but uh, equally, I don't know half the stuff on my house and I'm considering getting a paying for home inspection to get done, just to sort of educate the homeowner properly on it. I know a lot of inspectors aspire to do that, but um, I, uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're, we're going to, it's going to come back. What you just described, though, is the single biggest opportunity our industry has, and our industry has to decide if we want to like hold ourselves back. And this is not me from a biased standpoint saying Spectora will gain. Yes, we'll do well if the industry embraces this mentality of providing more value and recommendations and kind of being the home consultant. But if if our industry um, ultimately can't wrap their heads around adding more value and making more money, it's not going to happen in our industry we'll just let the billions of dollars of commerce that happens stay outside of the home inspection industry. So to me, I think um, the people that naysay it, I think I think it's an internal problem they have of their own value. I think they want to maybe hold themselves down and that's going to hit, that's going to cut deep for some people. But to me, it's a no brainer when you think of um, you move into a new house, you want all kinds of recommendations. You just want someone that you trust. Guess what? You just trusted the home inspector or their team, you know, and, so it's we'll no, see. It's I mean, so some of, we've got we've got some of our inspectors who are like we always have to say okay, okay. So someone calls up, they've got an issue with something that happened. We've got a de-escalation process, but we've got some inspectors who are like, I want to go to that house and I'm going to do it. And like even if it's a problem that they had nothing to do with, it was like nothing to do with the home inspection. It's like I want to go to the house, I want to talk to the person, I want to help them because they know that hey, eventually they'll get back to the agent. You know, even in one in ten will do. But that that one conversation when it happens, and so. I don't know, not 
is it on our job to force everyone to go and uh you know take care of the person you inspected a year ago equally i do think that so those ones are very successful inspection businesses but they they really care about it and they look at it as like i'm going to be friends with this person you bought your house you've got questions on your house i'm here for you if that makes sense this is not i'm not just providing a home inspection and a report is like you call me anytime i'll come by and take a look at your house and let you know what it is and you know, it might be a problem you had, or even hey, I didn't inspect your house. Let me take a look at it, which I, yeah. I don't know. It's an openness to opportunity that I think um, some in our industry get, some don't. Um, we've got two minutes left. I want to ask you, from your vantage point, what do you think inspectors can improve on in the realm of, you mentioned professionalism and access being two key things. What are some things you've seen over the years where you're like, hey, I think this is where um, inspectors can improve? Um, whether it's being prepared when they get to you or setting up, you know, we talked beforehand of like, are you asking for a review? Are you thanking the agent every time after an inspection via your emails, you know, things like that. I mean, I, I don't know if I have suggestions on what they can necessarily improve. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an, an inspector. So any, the ones, or let me put it this way from, from our, from our or feedback from my team on the, on the sort of the, the inspectors who work well, which I also think is representative of the ones who, you know, succeed out there. There's just a, just do what you say you're going to do. Uh, kind of there's a right double people who just forget to do something. And it's just, uh, it's a it's sort of, if you're chasing and following up on stuff, like can we all make mistakes or things, but it's, um, reliability sort of is key and so i'm just looking from our team standpoint where it's like hey we have a problem we've got a, a customer on the phone that's upset about something we're trying to resolve it if we can't if the responsiveness is not quick you know there's only so far that we can do to de-escalate a difficult situation or save a sale or whatever it is and 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 um so 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 just sort of looking i guess sort of the, i mean just internally on the, on the clients we serve, served um the ones that sort of seem to be have the most successful inspection businesses and something that integrate really well with our team are really responsive. I guess sort of it's just your, it's a, it's a, it's, a, and it's just setting up the right expectations, I guess, and processes where it's like, hey, if you say your report's going to come out in 24 hours, make sure it's out in 24 hours. If you think it takes you longer, say 48 hours, right? Because if you say it's coming out in 24 hours and you don't send it in 24 hours, at 24 hours and five minutes, we're getting a phone call. And, and 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 that undermines all the other hard work that you're sort of doing. So that would probably be my one guidance is just say what you're going to do and set expectations that you can always hit. I love it. I love it. All right, we got to run. Where can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about you and your team and what you yeah, guys? Yeah, uh, well, Spectora Partners. Uh, you can always go on there or InspectorCallCenter.com. Uh, you can find us there. Perfect. I'll link to it in the description um, on YouTube for everyone watching on YouTube. Put it in the in the pod description as well. But thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out. Awesome. Yeah, it's been too long. Catching up. We'll, uh, uh, we'll see you down in, uh, in Texas. Yep. Pretty soon. We'll see you there. All right. All right. Take care. See you. Bye.